Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. Oh, John, oh, John, now didn't you say? Walk in Jerusalem just like John. That you'd be there on that great day. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John. King Jesus rides in the middle of the air. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. I pray the Lord will all be there. Walk in Jerusalem just like, just like John. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem. Great day, great day, the righteous marching. Great day, walk in Jerusalem. Just like John, I want to walk in Jerusalem. Just like John, I want to walk in Jerusalem. Just like John, walk in Jerusalem. Walk in Jerusalem. Just like John, I want to walk in Jerusalem. Just like John, I want to walk in Jerusalem. Just like John. Walk in Jerusalem just like like John. Heavenly Father, 
Give us thy blessing, we pray, in this broadcast, that every hearer may find thee, find comfort, health, salvation, and hope. We ask in Christ's name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. Mm. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, Hold us who bow before thee, near to the heart of God. It is our prayer that each one of you will find comfort and joy in this favorite song which looks toward the time when we'll never grow old.
In that beautiful home Where we'll never more roam We shall be in the sweet by and by Happy praise to the King Through eternity sing Tis a land where Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, World's End. The last Sunday evening in October 1939, somebody was knocking frantically on the door of the parsonage belonging to the Trinity Lutheran Church in St. Louis, Missouri. When the pastor hastened to open it, he found one of his own congregation with his wife and family very much excited and frightened. They were trembling in their terror and could hardly speak. Pastor, said the man. We're about to be destroyed. The radio has just announced an invasion from another world which has already wiped out Jersey City. And they're rapidly coming toward St. Louis. We want to be with you in the house of God if worst comes to worst. Dr. Walter A. Meyer reported the experience of this pastor and his parishioners in a magazine article. What was the matter? What had frightened these people and tens of thousands of others in the country who felt just the same? Terror was riding the roads everywhere. It all came from a radio dramatization of a revised version of H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. It was put on the air as an actual newscast, and the people who had been used to receiving their news in that way took it as a literal fact. Multitudes were frightened, and many became hysterical. Some had to be taken to the hospital. Others ran into the open fields with wet towels covering their faces in protection against a gas attack. The daily press reported at least one attempted suicide. On the other hand, there were multitudes driven to prayer, and at least this one family sought their pastor and the solace of the church in the hour of trouble believed to be coming on the world. In fact, they thought the world was coming to its end. But what would have been the results had the fright continued and the people not been made aware that they were simply listening to a dramatic presentation of an imaginary event? There are historical records extant declaring that when the year 1000 approached, and the 10th century was ready to pass into the 11th, thousands became terrorized. They believed that the world would end at the close of the first thousand years of the so-called Christian dispensation. They gave their property to the church. Later, when the final catastrophe did not take place, they demanded it back, and this led to lawsuits which continued for many years. Michelet, in his History de France, says, This frightful hope, of the final judgment took additional force from the calamities which preceded the year 1000 or which closely followed it. It seemed as if the order of the seasons were inverted and the elements following novel laws. Terrible pestilence devastated Aquitaine. The flesh of the sick seemed stricken by fire, detached itself from their bones and fell away in rottenness. 
It was still worse a few years later. Famine ravaged all the world this side of the East, Greece, Italy, France, England. The cost of grain rose to a prohibitive price. Many of the poor ate forest roots, and some actually became cannibals. Along the roads, says the historian, the strong seized the weak, tore them to pieces, roasted and devoured them. Others in these times turned to God and found hope and comfort in Christian faith. Dr. Meyer reminds us in his article that we are 19 centuries closer to the second advent of Christ than was the first church, which the apostle warned, the end of all things is at hand, 1 Peter 4, 7. When we stop to think that 12 great lines of prophecy in Holy Scripture focus on our day, it makes us serious indeed. Jesus said, and we're reading Luke 21, 25, There shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Down through the centuries our Savior's warnings have been remembered by believers, and they have watched for the signs. Generation after generation has looked forward to the day of world's end, for it will come sometime, somehow. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. There's no doubt about it. That's the word of Christ. But what will be our feelings when the time comes? When the day actually dawns, and the word goes forth, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Matthew 25, 6. How will it be with us when Christ comes to judge the living and the dead? The terror of the Christless can only be imagined. We think of the fear and confusion brought by that dramatic broadcast. But when the great day of God suddenly bursts upon the earth, it will come as suddenly and as unexpectedly to millions as did that news commentary of Orson Welles. There will be no station announcement to relieve the terror. In fact, every radio station will go off the air. Every television program will come to an end. The presses will stop rolling. It will be the end of man's day of history and the beginning of God's day. Yes, it will be world's end, the end, when God writes... 30 for tonight. But the blessed hope of God's children will comfort them in that hour. Mail comes into us from every side, in which our correspondents ask questions about the times in which we live. They ask, in effect, the question that comes down to us from the ancient prophets, Watchmen, what of the night? Isaiah 21:11. Our answer is that the day is about to dawn. The glorious day of the Lord, solemn, unexpected, sudden, unwanted by many, longed for by others. What of the night? Let us be prepared for the second coming of Christ, to behold the light and the glory of our Savior's coming. The Apostle Paul calls it that blessed hope. The entire text reads as follows, Titus 2, 11-13. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, 
looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Is it a blessed hope to us? Are we looking for him? It will make all the difference in the world if we are. Has any other age before ours had as much reason as we have to expect the coming of Christ? Do we have any more reason to believe that he will come in our day than the hundreds of millions who have preceded us? Truly so. Why, in the last 150 years, we have had not only the Industrial Revolution and great social revolutions, but now we are having the Scientific Revolution. Truly is fulfilled the word of the prophet. In Daniel 12, verse 4, Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. Revelation 22:12. Those words were spoken in view of certain events and prophecies that have now been fulfilled, as recorded in the book of Revelation. What are we to do? Forget everything else and retire into our study and prepare for the coming of Christ? No, indeed. The glorious hope of the coming of the Lord will lead us to go out and win men to Christ, to do all the good we can in the home, in the church, in society, to help the sick and afflicted, to send gospel messengers to earth's remotest bounds, to broadcast by television and radio and by the printed page the wonderful truth that there is hope for every human soul, that Jesus will help them, and that whosoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16, verse 16. Is the promise of our Lord's coming a fanatical theory concocted by excitable brains? Or is it a sound biblical doctrine held by the prophets and apostles and true Christians of all ages? It certainly is the latter. Jesus is coming again. He said so himself. If I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That's John 14, verse 3. The ancient patriarchs foretold it. For instance, Enoch. Read that in Jude 14. And Job. Job 19:25. The writer of the Psalms foretold it. Psalm 102, verse 16. The ancient prophets foretold it. Isaiah 25, 9. Jeremiah 23, 5. Ezekiel 21, 25. And Daniel 7, 13. And other texts. The holy apostles foretold it. St. Paul, 1 Corinthians 15. St. Peter, 1 Peter 1, 13. St. James, James, the fifth chapter. Jude, 14th verse. St. John, 1 John 2, Revelation 1, 7. The holy angels foretold it. Acts 1. And again, the Lord Jesus himself promised it, Matthew 16, 27. Here we have the testimony of two patriarchs, the writer of the Psalms, five prophets, five apostles, two angels, and the Holy Savior himself. So we say, Believest thou the prophets? Believest thou the apostles? Believest thou the Lord Jesus Christ? But what are we to do in the light of all this? Someone says, we do not know the time when he's coming. No. No one knows the day nor the hour. That's true. Jesus said so himself. And that's why we should watch and be ready. That's just the point. We do not know the day nor the hour. So that's why we should watch and be ready all the time. Listen to the words of Christ in Matthew twenty-five thirteen on this point. Watch therefore, that is because of this fact, that the time of his coming is indefinite in Scripture. Watch therefore, 
For ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Some time ago our broadcasting group visited Quebec City and the Plains of Abraham, high up on the bluffs above the St. Lawrence River, where the English forces of General Wolfe won Quebec from the French in that great battle of the Plains of Abraham. We saw the steep path up which Wolfe's men climbed hand over hand along the face of the rocky cliffs. We were amazed that they were able to get from the river to the heights above. At that spot, even several boys could have held off the advancing soldiers. They could have prevented them from scaling the precipitous cliffs. Yet Wolfe and his men made the ascent. Then, when the morning mists lifted, the French garrison of the Citadel was amazed to see the long scarlet lines deployed for battle. Why were the French defeated? Because the overconfident defenders had become careless and pleasure-loving. In that one night, while they were off guard, the enemy saw the opportunity to scale the heights. Quebec, the great citadel of North America, fell because its defenders failed to keep watch, and the whole history of a continent was changed that night. There are thousands losing the battle of life now because they do not keep watch. And multitudes will be unready when the great day comes, when Jesus comes. Take ye heed, he said, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping, and what I say unto you I say unto all, watch. Mark thirteen thirty three and onward. And let us do just that, keeping ourselves in the love of the truth, living for Christ day by day in these critical hours of earth's history, opening the great book of God, learning the real power of prayer, and be ready every day and every night to welcome the coming King. You who are hopeless and troubled, disturbed and disquieted, remember that Jesus is the friend of sinners. He says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. In him you will find peace and comfort. You will have nothing to worry about. No matter what happens in this world or to this world, God is your Father. Jesus is your Savior. If you will turn to him, and turning, pray the wonderful Advent prayer, the last prayer in the Bible, even so come, Lord Jesus. And his last promise will come to you from the sacred page. Surely, I come quickly. The theme of the Bible is Jesus And how he died to save men The plan of salvation assures us He's coming back again Are you ready for Jesus to come? Are you faithful in all that you do? Have you stood for the right? Have others seen Jesus 
Let me ask the question, are we ready? We can be ready if we give our hearts to Christ here and now. If you feel that you would like to make this decision at this moment, bow your head with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, bless everyone who comes to thee just now in surrender. Prepare our hearts by thy Spirit. For what may come to us into the world, may we be prepared and in thy love find safety and peace in Jesus' name. Please continue to pray for the Voice of Prophecy broadcast as it reaches out to all parts of the earth and goes forward in faith. And now, a final word from H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Have faith in God. No more of death and sinning. Have faith in God when losing will be winning. Have faith in God. World's end means world's beginning. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this program has brought blessing to you. Be with us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the voice of prophecy. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.